in a lot of practices, especially those that are like well-established, the, the people who are working in the practice have a, like a personal relationship with the mm-hmm. patient. And so sending something that's automated feels maybe could feel like cold or, um, or distant and not have that personal touch. And I, I've heard that before. And, and I think it's a, it's a valid uh, concern, but I kind of look at it the flip side and, and think, okay, if we're able to automate that part of the communication with the patients that aren't in the practice, what does that do? It frees up time and our like attention and awareness to be focused on being present for the patients who are in that day. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome to another episode of Growth in Dentistry. I'm Katie Polson, and we are continuing our conversation on getting paid. And we're talking about outstanding AR today. But before we get started, I wanted to just reach out and say thank you to all those people that have rate, rated and reviewed this podcast. And, and those of you that have joined our Facebook Dental Intelligence community to come and talk about data and dentistry. It's a bunch of nerds up in there. <laughs> it's a good time. Um, and I also just want to say that um, if you've listened to every episode bless you because we are on number 50 today and for some for those of you who have ever done we're just talking and i'll introduce my guest here but he's had a podcast on his own and any of you that's ever done a podcast to you know that if you can get to number 50 it's kind of a big deal so we're excited over here this is very very good news very but cool. yep but thank you for any of you um my family who's listened to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it um anyway well, so again, we're talking about outstanding AR today. What a great topic for number 50, isn't it? <laughs> it's so, so sexy. Very important. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, so this is a, that, that voice, if you're just listening, is Dan Larson. He's the VP of product management here at Dental Intel. And we're very, very lucky to have him. He's brought a lot of great things to, to that department and also to our product, which is the most important piece of Dental Intel is the actual product. So we're excited to have you here. Give Thank us a you. little bit of example of a, of a rundown on who Dan Larson is. How'd you get here? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So I uh, really, my entire career has been in uh, technology and specifically in, in dental. Um, I started um, in 2004 as a temp in a support team taking phone calls. And back then, if you would have asked me like, how long would I be in this industry? I probably would have answered in like, hours yeah. days I didn't know anything about dentistry I didn't know anything about technology um, but it's been a it's been a fun a fun ride I joined the dental intel team uh, in October of, of 2021 and I've uh, loved it I've been doing uh, product for the last 10 years or so and just love understanding like what the problems are that our customers are facing and how can we build a solution that's going to make their life a little bit better yeah and we're going to talk about one of those solutions today a little bit later but for those of you that have loved Dental Intel, um, it's thanks to this guy, especially going forward and all of the, all of the people behind him um, that really, like, we have some very exciting changes coming up with yeah. our product. And um, it's a good time to be um, on the team of Dental Intel, but it's even better to be a good time to be a, a customer of Dental Intel. So it's really exciting stuff. Okay, so we're talking about accounts receivable solutions. That's what does that mean? But what, like, why, why, why is that important? Because I think a lot of practices that we've talked, we've gone back and forth about what is that, what does accounts receivable mean, and why is it important to a dental practice or owner? So, from the product side and why you guys are building it, like, what does that mean? 
to you? Yeah, it's yeah. a great question. I, I think that with most uh, with most businesses, having an AR solution is important. Um, but with dentistry, it's like particularly complicated because so many practices rely on insurance. And you know, anyone who's worked in this uh, in this industry knows that it's a it's a real challenge for uh, for practices because um, in so many cases patients don't end up paying at, at time of service. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden this AR process, your AR solution becomes, you know, super, a super important part of like your cash flow and how you're supporting your, uh, how you're supporting your business. So I think again, like in, in dentistry, AR is super, super important. Um, and having a, you know, having a solution that's going to help you stay on top of that and, and uh, do it in an effective way is really, really important. Yeah. Cause I, for most people, if, if, I would imagine their solution, if it's not technology driven, is your front office lady has an Excel spreadsheet on her or a sticky note or like in a notepad and she's writing down the claims that she's gotten and figuring out what the difference is and then what the invoice and that's archaic but like and most most practices are are advanced beyond there but um yeah you're exactly right like what what's interesting is like not only does insurance make it complicated because um, you know, after services rendered, but if we like rewind that all the way, all the way back and say like, well, why aren't patients paying at time of service? And from my experience, I'd be curious what yours is. It seems like it's because we don't have a lot of like confidence in insurance and patient exactly. portion. Yeah. And so then we get in the situation where it's like, well, I don't want to overbill the patient. I don't mm-hmm. want to underbill. So mm-hmm. we're just going to wait. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're like building up all of this, all of this AR. So it's like, if we kind of reverse that back and try to go down to like, what's the root of the problem? In my opinion, a lot of times it's comes from well, we have a lot of patients who have insurance and we don't have a lot of confidence in what insurance is going to cover. And so out mm-hmm. of courtesy or, you know, trying to do the right thing by the patient, the practice is put into a difficult situation a lot, a lot of times. Yeah, I would a hundred percent agree with that. And it's a lot easier to have, uh, have the conversation of the bill coming after, as opposed to them paying and then having it, it's the, it's times when you think that you've got it figured out the patient pays, right? Even if, right. The, even if you've pre-authorized the patient pays yep. and then insurance, exception. insurance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> minimum and then minimum it, age, yeah, right, grade, whatever it is. And then you plus. have to send <laughs> another bill to that patient. Yeah. And those are conversations that is like high conflict. Yeah. Your staff is not trained to deal with that kind of conflict. Maybe I was just here last week. I paid yeah. you $25. Yeah. What do you mean? I yeah. owe 50 more. Right. It's, it's just, it's, it's a nightmare. And, and I don't blame practices for, for doing that, but you kind of put yourself as like this, like you're like the loan now, essentially yeah. Yeah. to these, to these uh, patients exactly. and, and try and now you're on the back end of being like a loan shark, trying to collect all of this, all of this outstanding AR yeah. Um, and, and we've have, we have practices. I looked, um, we, we, we pulled reports on pe- people that have had outstanding AR. I mean, some people have, you know, uh, on a good end, they have, you know, 50,000 to a hundred thousand dollars of AR. And yeah. that's a lot of outstanding. If, especially yeah. like if the average practice is somewhere in the, and it probably depends on a lot of factors, but maybe if you're in the 800,000 range for like annual, you know, production, an eighth of your total revenue for the year is in AR. Yeah. You've provided a service mm-hmm. and you haven't been paid yet. So it's a, it's a big and, problem. And you've got your treatment coordinator collecting on that. Who's also doing 15 other jobs. Right. Right. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And is probably, you know, 
who knows underpaid i don't know but you know like it's it's just there there's this whole this whole thing we're expecting so we're talking about we're going to move into automation which is why we're really excited to talk about this today because we can you can automate your ar and and what does that look like yeah yeah so go kind of go down that little like what does autom automating your ar mean yeah, uh, I think that if we look at like the entire AR solution and the and the whole um, uh, the whole process, right? It starts back with like what you you talked about about around uh, making sure that patients um, uh, are verified with their insurance, right? They still have the same employer, and if we start all the way back at that at mm. that part of the process, that's when I think, I think about, about AR, I think about that that whole mm -hmm. workflow because anything that happens at the top of that process affects what happens at the end, right? Yeah. So if we have 100%. a patient come in, we haven't done the eligibility and it's a, you know, it's a big procedure, then all of a sudden day of, we're scrambling, trying to figure out, are they still covered? Is it a different plan? So it starts all the way back there. And, and I think those pieces, if you kind of walk that through pre-authorization claim attachments, right? That's all mm -hmm. part of the AR solution. But if we kind of get to past services rendered, and then we're looking at, all right, we have a patient balance. What are we going to do to automate that process? Because even just that section of the whole like workflow in an office is a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that automating your AR processes is, is important because what we talked about with the numbers, right? If a practice has $100,000 in, in AR, having one person go through and like manually contact all those patients, it's a way to do it. It's also a very expensive way to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why automation is important. It's like, how are we going to connect with these patients in an effective way that, you know, in a way that they want to be communicated with, it's also going to be efficient for, um, for the practice. So I think when you look at um, automating your AR solution, it needs to start with what are we doing for insurance verification and that the whole insurance side of it. And then for uh, patient portions after, what are we doing to automate that process? And then how can we look at the data and the analytics like holistically to understand what's happening? If I have 100,000 in AR, how much of it is insurance? How much of it is patient? How successful are my campaigns to reach those, to reach those patients? Um, I think you kind of have to look at that entire, entire picture. Yeah, that's really good, good advice. Because I think when we think of AR, so many of us just think about the the outstanding balance after the patient right. has has left and insurance is paid so it really is important to think about the entire um life cycle of of the patient um i think a lot of times people get caught up in automation as somehow the automation has turned into this like negative word almost mm. for a lot of people in healthcare because they're worried that um it takes like the human aspect yeah. out of of what we can provide and, and us being in healthcare, we're so like just patient focused that yeah. that can be scary. We're here to take care of people. Yeah. So yeah. I guess, what do you have I, to say maybe about that, about, about it being, I'm glad you brought yeah. that up because I've heard that a number of times too. And it, and it makes sense. And I think that in a lot of practices, especially those that are like well-established, the, the people who are working in the practice have a, like a personal relationship with the mm -hmm. patient. And so Sending something that's automated feels maybe could feel like cold or um, or distant and not have that personal touch. And I, I've heard that before, and and I think it's a it's a valid uh, concern. But I kind of look at it the flip side and and think, okay, if we're able to automate that part of the communication with the patients that aren't in the practice, what does that do? It frees up time and our like attention and awareness to be focused on being present 
for the patients who are in that day, because right. I think the, those are the experiences. It's like the, mm -hmm. the one-to-one in-person mm -hmm. interactions is like where we can really build the relationship with yeah. the patient. And we can, we have that ability by automating the other processes for the patients who aren't in the practice today. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like how you mentioned that because it really, the patients remember and, and recommend their dental pr practice based off of the experiences they have in the practice, not typically the fact that they sent a reminder two days, you know, two times in one day or whatever, because that yeah. was a glitch. So that's not something they're going to like leave their dental practice for mo mostly. If right. they do, you don't want them in your practice. Anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, but some patients are more difficult. Than yeah. Right? <laughs> but, but really, and, and we, and I, when um, James Grover was on here um, from Dental Intel as well, we were talking about this. And I think it's really important to bring up again that this is like, like you said, where patients want to be contacted, right? Uh, people, I think we live in a day and age, even older, the older generation, mm -hmm. they want to be contacted. I don't, nobody wants to talk on the phone anymore. Right. So I think you are hesitant to like be so, I guess, cold or distant with your messaging, but really it's where they, it's how they want to be communicated with anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I, I think if you consider what are your patients doing eight, eight to five, they have jobs and they have other things. And so automating those reminders in a lot of cases is what they prefer. Yeah. Um, and it's not because they don't want to talk to you. They yeah. want to, uh, you know, something that's going to be convenient. And, and again, I think they appreciate the presence of the team members when, when they come in for their visit. Yeah. Well, so obviously, I mean, those of you who are, are listening, you know, that this is a podcast by dental intelligence, and there are a lot of other solutions out there that, that are payment solutions. Mm -hmm. Um, and many of you might even who are listening might be um, customers of, of these companies. Um, but Dental Intel has gone about it in a different way because mm -hmm. we have the ability to using our data. And so let's talk a little bit about what Dental Intel's, it's called payments, but um, it's really what it is, is an accounts receivable solution from start to finish. So yeah. let's get into what that looks like and how we, how we try to solve it with our product. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I joined the team in October, so I take zero yeah. credit that's for okay. building this. But one of the things I was really excited about as I, you know, got to dig into the product with customers and with, and with the team members was seeing like, uh, how much attention has been given to, um, like we were talking about automation a second ago, automating those those campaigns and also the retries on those campaigns. So, for example, if um, if we have a campaign set up to you know send a payment request to uh, to Katie um, and we try to send it over email and then the next time we try over text, those retries are automatically built in, um, and so we're able to connect with the patient on the channel that is most convenient for them, right? Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, we're going to be able to show the success of that. Here's your campaign. Here are all the patients that we were able to contact on be, on your behalf um, to help you get paid and to help you know bring in that AR that that the practice has has earned. But we also recognize that we're not going to be able to solve 100% of the cases with automation. And so it was really cool to see the team, the team built was this idea uh, linking into our follow-ups uh, yes. functionality. Mm -hmm. So saying, if we think about this, like the AR, like a, a funnel, we say, all right, we're going to get as much as we, as much as we can through the automated process. But then at the bottom of the funnel, if there are some patients who you know don't respond to that automated message for whatever reason, then it's 
automatically putting those into a follow-up for a team member. Um, so we're being like most effective with their, with their time. Um, I thought it was one of the really cool things that the team was able to uh, provide to, to customers. And I see it making a, a huge difference in the yeah. practices. I yeah, but, and I want to clarify for those of you that maybe don't know much about Dental Intel's follow-ups, but follow-ups is essentially um, taking all of those post-it notes that your front desks use to follow up on accounts receivable on yeah. um, calling back for pro or for a cleaning or whatever it is. And it creates the tasks for them inside dental Intel. And they can just, um, they can create a follow-up on like, you know, two days from now to follow up with Jean about her unscheduled balance. And then if Jean doesn't answer, they can again, push that follow-up up two weeks from now, when they log into dental Intel, it will pop up. And what, he, and what Dan is saying is that at the end of a campaign, so a campaign would be you send a text message um, for Jean's balance, and then you send it two days later. It sends automatically, right? Yep. Two days later. And then and you get to choose and fully customize yeah. the, the wording yep. and, and how often you want those sent. And at the end of that campaign, if you say, okay, we've reached out so many times, it's going to create a follow-up for your front office team member to just call Jean, right? Yeah. And there's nothing else out there like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I recall yeah. a conversation we had, and it was a family member of yours who maybe uses yeah. dental intel. And yeah. felt like one of the most powerful parts of the product is, is follow-ups. Is follow -ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my brother and those of and those of you that listen to podcasts know. I mean, I talk about my brother all the time, and he's actually the one that turned me on to dental intel. And as a provider, I mean. I have other things that I love most, but he's like, you, I, you could take everything away, but follow-ups yeah. is like the best thing ever. Keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, anyway, but that, that really does make a huge difference. So um, being able to, to follow up and have the team member call as opposed to just letting it after three times of texting, you know? Yeah. Fall through the cracks, uh, yeah. and we're not sure who who has the ball on yeah. you know, finishing up this uh, this particular project. I remember hearing a, a customer say that, like through these campaigns and things tying into follow ups, uh, they felt like Dental Intel had their back. They didn't have to. They didn't have to worry. They knew that that process is going to work, and then it was going to be assigned to team members in the places where patients needed an extra an extra reminder. Yeah, really good. And so payments has the, also the the ability to do um, single payment requests or Apple Pay, and these are all, all, all new things. But I think the thing that really sets it apart is because we have access to all this data, we find the outstanding AR yeah. and then, and, and you can just work off of that one, that one workflow and then set up that payment or that patient into that campaign. Um, instead of just sending these like single paid text requests, right. which is what most people are, are using out there. So it really is, it really is a fantastic product. I want to back up. I kind of want to work through like that first bit too, because I know, and I know we didn't talk about this in the pre-show, but you said something about getting insurance verified. And although we don't do anything for insurance verification, we do have the opportunity to, with Modento, for mm -hmm. those of you that aren't on Modento, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> 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 because it really is a fantastic product, but um to be able to send your forms and texts ahead of time yeah, and get that in because I don't know how many times patients show up and their insurance isn't right. 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 And then, Oh, we can't see you because your insurance or whatever, but like having that, and then your schedule gets thrown off. They're 10 yes, minutes behind. Yeah. Having that done ahead of time via text mm -hmm. and having those, all of that information go right into where it needs to go is a huge thing. Yeah. In terms of when you said that, I was like, oh, I didn't even think about my dentist forms being a part of, this payments automation piece mm -hmm. of it, which it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, I, um, I, I mean, we could talk about automation all day, really. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. There are a lot of a lot of uh, tasks to be done. Yes, there, there, well, there are, and and it's and and there's a lot of people that have that uh, that have used our payment solution and really loved it and we're excited um, in the coming months there's going to be lots of good changes with it so really awesome things coming down the pipe so if, uh, if you're listening it's going to be good things but uh, we asked the same question to everybody because this is a question that means something to everybody and you being on the tech side of dental I'm excited to hear what your answer is but what does yeah. growth and dentistry mean to you it's a, it's a great question I, I think for me um, in it's been 18 years that I've been able to work with dental practices. And, and I think the, the thing that comes to mind for me when I consider growth in dentistry is uh, advancing um, things for practices so that our customers, dental professionals, don't have to choose between giving great patient care, having a successful business, and having like time for their family. Right now, I think there are you know, a lot of practices I've talked to over the years where um, you can just tell in the conversation that they're tired and that like mm -hmm. the weight of carrying the, carrying the business, caring for their patients, that they're places where they feel like they're having to make trade-offs yeah. and growth in dentistry to me means they don't have to make that decision anymore. They don't have to make that trade-off between great patient care, successful practice and working a hundred hours a week. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the, that's the goal. Um, and that's what I, you know, gets me excited about coming to work every day is solving those problems. I think like, how can we help our, uh, help our customers be in that situation where they feel like I'm giving amazing patient care, really caring for the, the people on my team and, um, the patients come to see me, you know, I have a thriving, successful, stable practice and I, I'm able to do that in an amount of time that I actually have like life outside of work. Yeah. Um, that, that's what it means to me. Yeah. That's such a great answer. And I hope that for those of you that are listening that maybe don't know anything about dental until or, or values like that really is everyone here. That's the goal of the company yeah. is to just have the back of the, of the dental practice owner and help them um, achieve whatever growth means to them. That yeah. was such a good answer, Dan. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, this has been Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence <laughs> podcast number 50. Yes. Um, thank you so much for joining. And you can find um, this podcast and other great information on dentalintel.com. Um, for those of you that are interested in joining up or signing up or looking at payments and seeing how that has an uh, effect in your office, you can go to dentalintel.com and, and, and schedule a demo with some one of our fabulous sales people, I'm sure, love to walk you through it. Um, and that's it. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you for marketing department for all of their work on this podcast. I'm Katie Polson. Keep growing.